Hello everyone, I'm your host Patrick, and welcome back to another episode of Not Adding Up. hasn't been like seven weeks this time it's not been too long at all since i've sat down to record and this time i even have a co-host a very familiar voice i'm sure Hi. by now it's abby it's abby <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now abby's one of my besties so love you she'd be she'd be on the podcast frequently yes. we'd be having our dinner dates <laughs> weekly so mm-hmm. maybe we could do a little podcasting oh yeah I don't really have too much business to get into, so I'm just going to jump into the case. And this is going to be another shorter episode because it's an older case with not very much on it. Today's case is the murder of Gary Grant Jr. On Thursday, January 12th, 1984, Gary Grant Jr. would typically be in school. On this Thursday... His teachers had conferences, so he was out of school for the day. Gary was was seven and lived with his mother, May, in Atlantic City, New Jersey. His parents had recently separated, but their divorce was not yet finalized. So, like, as I said, there's not much on this case. Most of the articles were archived on paid websites like newspapers, Mm -hmm. but I was still able to find a pretty comprehensive account. So the morning of January 12th, 1984, Gary was having breakfast with his mother and May asked him if if he was going to play with some friends that day or what his plans were. He responded by telling her that he had an appointment that afternoon around 2.30. Okay. Is this the husband? Not me, bitch. Me. That's a seven-year-old. What? That's what I was wondering. Like. In my head, because we weren't introduced to any fathers. No, like. What do you mean he said he has no I. No, that's. that's Patrick, what is that? It's literally. That's a smart-ass kid. I, it sticks out to me a lot, like. I was very confused. I was like, that is a very adult thing to say. Say it again. What did he say? He said that he had an appointment in the afternoon around 2.30. So he couldn't do what? what That's just what he was doing that day. He was like, I'm not hanging out with my friends. I have an appointment this afternoon. Like, and prioritize that appointment. Yeah. Over hanging out with his friend. Yeah. It's really creepy, especially when we get into it. Like, But his mom really didn't think anything weird about it. She thought that he was just going to play with his girlfriend or something innocent of the sorts and just didn't want to tell her. Maybe he had like a really mature vocabulary like always. But that, no, I'm glad that you had that reaction because I was literally like, that is not something a seven-year-old would say. I said, is this the father? <laughs> but his, his father's actually named Gary Grant Sr., so. Okay, I was like, Close enough. So around noon, he would leave home for this appointment, telling his mother that he would be back before dark, as always. The afternoon came and went, And 4.30 came around, dinner was getting ready, and May began to worry because Gary was not one to miss dinner. I feel that. Right. Me neither. 
She would leave her house to go visit some friends of his to see if they had hung out with him or seen him that day. Mm -hmm. This was two little girls that lived nearby. They said they had. They said they had played with him mm -hmm. earlier, but he left to go home around 4.30. Oh, okay. So mm -hmm. hoping that she, hoping that she had just missed him, she went back and waited at home. Around two hours later, May contacted her separated husband, Gary Sr., who is a New Jersey police detective. Did I say that they lived in Atlantic City? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, the beach. He immediately came over and searched searched the neighborhood. I think that sounded right. <laughs> Heard. He immediately came over and began searching the neighborhood. Neighbor. Neighborhood. <laughs> neighborhood. I don't know why I'm tripping over that. He even called off his midnight shift to search into the early morning hours. The next day, an official investigation began. However, Gary Sr. was not allowed to take part in it for obvious reasons. Like, you're not allowed to take part in investigations that have somebody like, that you know personally, if it's like that um, close to home. Okay. But he would not just sit back and relax, however. He would conduct searches of his own. He checked anywhere and everywhere he thought his son could be. By that evening, he was starting to lose hope. Quote, mm -hmm. By Friday night, it started to grow dark again, and still no sign or no word of Gary. I started then looking in alleyways and trash cans and dumpsters. The streets can be pretty mean for an adult, let alone a seven-year-old child, and by this time, I was fearing the worst. Mm -hmm. Saturday, January 14th. A man named Robert Huey was informed of a missing boy that could be possibly located on a property that he owned. He owned a warehouse in the area in which Gary lived, but it seems like he owned a pretty large chunk of land, so it's not like something that he would have been immediately aware of. At 3.30 p.m., he discovered Carrie's body in a vacant lot located near the warehouse he owned. Carrie was just two blocks from his home. What? Near his body was a heavy piece of pipe that was assumed to have been used to murder him. So that was determined as the murder weapon. Mm-hmm. And who owned this lot again? Robert Huey. But he wasn't really made into a suspect at all. Like, they, he was very clearly dumped there. And Robert Huey just owned this warehouse that had a vacant lot. That he was like, maybe... You might just wanna, look a weird manner of a place. Yeah, because they were doing searches, but you're not allowed to search on private property. So police began to retrace his final steps and zeroed in on a local 12-year-old boy, Carl Mason, who went by Boo. Boo was mentally challenged with an IQ of 65. There are conflicting reports if Boo and Gary were together the day that Gary disappeared or not. However, the police wanted to question him. His grandmother would take him into the police station where he was separated from her and interrogated for three hours. They eventually got him to confess to killing him Although he said numerous times that he did not do it prior to this. Go ahead. 
So he said, he kept saying he didn't do it. And then oh, after man. three hours of interrogation, okay. he kind of caved. He just did. Regardless, a confession was written up. Boo signed it while actively denying the murder. Boo seemed like a harmless character, and he was known to be a scaredy cat. However, May did say that she didn't allow Gary to play with him. He was a lot older, like at 12, 7, but they, it was known that they played together. But he was mentally challenged, so he was kind of at the same maturity level. He was charged with murder and sent to a juvenile detention center. However, after his conviction, Boo would pass two lie detector tests in which he said he did not kill Gary. Does this case remind you of anything? The West Memphis 3, maybe? Yeah, it does sound more like that. With Jesse Miss Kelly, who also had a very low IQ and was interrogated for a long period of time before confessing to a murder that he did not commit in reality. But, unlike Jesse Miss Kelly, who spent years in prison, Boo's conviction was thrown out just a month following by a judge who determined his confession was not admissible in court. Okay, so he got out. Okay, good. There have been no new suspects ever named in the case. However, it doesn't seem like it was forgotten. This is a quote from Boo. I did not have anything to do with his murder. That one cop said, if you admit that you did it, we'll let you go home. So me, at the age of 12, I was tired. I said, if you say so, but I didn't. The next thing I knew, I winded up in at home. Oh, so. But they never thought of anyone else that could have done it. No, there's not, yeah, there's no, there's no other named suspects. I'm like, what, what is this appointment? Now, that what, be, what kind of appointment, honey? It you sounds should, like, like your mom should have asked yeah, more. <laughs> it sounds like, like that's definitely something that you were told by an adult, like yeah. you have an appointment. So what adult told him about this appointment? Yeah, like, and like well, let's make an appointment to meet here. And then but even like he was like he was fine after the appointment because if the appointment was at like around two thirty, he was with the little girls was, yeah, around four thirty. But I wonder if that place was the vacant lot was. I mean, I guess he said he was he could obviously dump there, but I wonder if it was on the way home or like out of the way. Like I mean, two it was blocks. two blocks, like not far. Like so no matter where you go, two blocks, is two blocks. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what the hell? None of this makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think that Boo did it. That was dumb. <laughs> I could have, I, I understand, I could see that. that like, yeah, he was, he's like, the only suspect. He's mentally challenged, which also makes it harder on him. And then, like, they're just hounding you with questions, and he's tired. He's a little boy, he just wants to go home. Yeah. No. Right, but But we're not done. January fourth, nineteen eighty six. Just short of two years after Gary was murdered, an ominous message was left on the side of an Atlantic City patrol car. What did it say? Gary Grant is dead. I am living. Another will die on January twelfth, if all goes right. What the A few weeks later, another message was found etched into a sidewalk. This one's like, what the fuck? 
Gary Grant Jr. lives. I still killed him. Son of a pig officer. Payback is a motherfucker. What? The fact that he says Gary Grant Jr. lives, I still is killed him. The, like, why? As the dad? So, yeah, it's definitely. Someone was saying that about the dad. So, this makes it seem like the murder of Gary Grant Jr. was possibly some sort of sick retribution for an arrest made by Gary Sr. Yes, this sounds like that. Gary Sr., however, has a theory of his own. Okay, Gary Sr., what is it? He suspects Boo's older brother, who was arrested on robbery charges days before the murder, may have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's possible he was trying to use Gary in some sort of distraction in a robbery plot, and Gary threatened to tell his father, who is a police officer. So in retaliation, Boo's older brother killed Gary. While Gary Sr. doesn't believe Boo had something to do with it necessarily, he believes he may have been there. Which makes sense. A lot yeah, of sense. That can make sense. Over the years, no new suspects have been named by officials, as I said. Gary Sr. has since moved to Puerto Rico, but he's con- but he continues to investigate Gary's death. In 2015, as he was converting some old tapes to digital files, he came across two 911 calls that were very alarming to him. The first call was on March 8th, 1986. Mm-hmm. The caller said that he was Gary's killer and asked if he could claim a reward, reward if he turned himself in. He would end the call by saying, you're never going to catch me. Which seems like a stupid fucking prank. Right? That was stupid, yeah. Makes me... But still, that's like... Why would you even say that? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, and like... Will you give me a reward if I turn myself in and I can't even use the money? Because <laughs> I'll be in prison. On June 2nd, 1986, another man would call and give the name of a man who confessed to him that he killed Gary. Really? Claiming that it was made claiming that it was done over an arrest Gary Sr. made. Gary Sr. remembered the name, but didn't recall having any issues with him. I couldn't find this man's name, but I did find that it is mentioned that he was arrested in 2011 for the sexual assault of a young boy. He has not been, he has not been charged with Gary's case or I would have a name for him. So those developments were in 2015, like years later. This happened in 84. Am I correct? Yes, 84. So, but that is the most recent development in the case of Gary Grant Jr., a very tragic child murder. That's really sad. If you have any information, Please contact the Atlantic City Police Department at 609-347-5779. Thank you, Abby. Thank you for having me. It is a shorter one and a sad one. Normally, I feel like it's been a while since I've done an actual murder. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, I don't think we have a very, like, it could be retribution for a... It sounds like a little revenge type thing. But it's like, but I don't like, know, it seems like a predator like come to come after a kid? Yeah. But the theory about the 
um, older brother. That kind of makes sense a little bit to me. Yeah. Like, it was just literally a few days before. And the, it's and it was probably, one of those things that the fact that it's, like, 30 years ago, it's hard yeah. to find. And kids were out playing all day. Like, mm-hmm. in the 80s. Like, you just got outside and come back at dinner, like the mom thought. Oh my god, people have been, like, ruthless about parents in the 80s. I'm like, it was Wait, a different time, y'all. On TikTok? Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> irresponsible parents, like, talking no, shit. No, it I'm was like, different back then. It was a different time. Like, yeah. I don't know, it was, like, you can say irresponsible. They didn't have iPhones yeah, and tablets like, to play on. It's looking at today's parents and saying irresponsible parents for buying them technology, because, but that's a part it's of the times. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, don't call people in the 80s bad parents. Like, it's just... Times are, that, that's literally like that's just how it was back then 80s and 90s kids would go outside and play that's like <laughs> everyone being, has that they didn't have like it's being as close-minded as like young people like to commonly perceive old people old people i didn't as, know, you know people were coming at you for that not coming at me coming <laughs> oh, at parents in the 80s saying, no. i wasn't a, i wasn't a parent in the 80s no i know but like all in your posts mm-hmm. it's been it's been a hot topic whatever no the 80s were outside <laughs> they were the on their skateboards. They watched some Grease. Watch some, some something in the eighties, and you'll see. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see it. Not that. But maybe question your kids if they say they have an appointment and they're seven years old because that's kind of weird. That yeah, that just threw me off at the beginning. And like May is not May is not mentioned very much after like the initial like few days, but like Gary Grant senior was mentioned like looking into it for years and years and years so i don't know the what, mom? don't know what's going there yeah may is the mom she wasn't really into it that much it doesn't seem but I, a lot of people I like mean, to disconnect from tragedies so that would make sense yeah. and it sucks we just don't have like full full details on cases like these like mm-hmm. back then i'm clear grateful for what we do have yeah yeah like i said i'm going to probably have a lot more shorter episodes because mm-hmm. my TikTok requests are pretty lesser-known cases with not much out there. But I'm going to continue to keep them coming. So if you want to connect with me, you can follow me on my TikTok, I'm not adding up. Or follow me on Instagram at podcastnau. And f- check out some content relating to the cases, pictures, videos, and more. Not really more, just pictures and videos, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes contests, I guess. Mm-hmm. Really giveaways, yeah. But yeah, come on over to my social medias and chat with me, request a case. I have so many case requests, literally, like, it's probably near 100 at this point. Yeah, so he's very responsive. I try to be. I try <laughs> to be on it. But I hope everybody listening is having a great morning, afternoon, or evening. I didn't say that last time. I felt bad. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you all tune in again soon for another case that just does not add up.